0: For many are called, but few are chosen. The enemy will use the detours upon your calling as distractions and will try to use them to destroy the goodness of God and where he is taking you. Hey girl, welcome to the She Believed He Could podcast. A declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11 says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. Hey, 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 and welcome back to She Believe He Could Podcast. I am your host, Kiana. Welcome back to all those who have been listening to the show for a good minute. And hello, hello to all of our new listeners. If you have not already, please go over to follow She Believe He Could over on Instagram. We are also on Facebook. There has been so much going on, y'all. I just got back from my mission trip with One Day LA with my church. It was such an amazing time. I had not been been to Los Angeles California prior to this trip and so I've always wanted to go to LA more so on leisure just uh, traveling wanting to just go over there and sightsee and eat all the good food but God really opened my eyes to the hurting of that city the pain the loss the brokenness of that city and I am truly honored y'all and grateful to have my memories of that city be on mission and God was so intentional. His divine setup was on time, on point, always perfect. And so I'm grateful for the people that I completed my mission with, but then also the people who we met over there in the city of Los Angeles. There are a few names that will sit with me forever. And I'm truly grateful for that, y'all. And so we did a lot of different things. I remember our first day, we were a part of this foster care program where we were building furniture for moms who were needing just the, you know, some practical things required by the state in order to keep their children. And so that was just a testimony in itself to just see another mother and her children just so gracious in receipt of the things that she needed to keep her children you know the practical things like a bed or dining room table a sofa a crib whatever that looks like furniture that Where money cannot buy if you don't have it. And so the state is threatening you to take your children away if you don't have it. And so I am so thankful that we were able to partner with a um, organization in L.A. called the Dream Center. And y'all, this place was heaven on earth. It was so big and so full of life. And the people that not only work there but volunteer there, they are in the discipleship program there. They are just... So on fire for the Lord and their hearts are so big for that city. Um, throughout the week, we did different projects like block parties where we went into different neighborhoods and did trash pickup. We also did things for the children like bounce houses and you know, all these giveaways and stuff like that. So it was just nice to be in community. And even if I didn't make a direct impact on a person, like just to be able to have eyes and ears to witness all of what God was doing, like it's truly something that I will have with me for the rest of my life. And so, yeah, y'all, that's where I've been. And I'm so gracious for that time. So during that time, I also was believing in God for some, Really big things for She Believed He Could. Like, I'm looking to shift up the narrative as we say here throughout just this community and everything. But just I'm believing in God for bigger, I'm believing in God for more. And with that comes um, the desires to meet Him halfway and really show up and do the work. And so I believe that this will shift into something so amazing where I want to be able to interview other women and I want to be able to share their stories and really cultivate the grounds that God, what he's doing in their life and vice versa. And so stay tuned for that, y'all. That is gonna be such an amazing time. I'm planning to kick it off in September as we kind of get our feet on the ground here in August. But all that to say, y'all, welcome back to episode 40, okay, 40. And this episode was created from our last episode. So I made a comment in episode 39 where I was like that, We oftentimes get distracted in the preparation that then creates the detour that the enemy uses to destroy. Now, you might need to pause this and run that back because I know it was a lot, but a distraction is anything that will pull our attention away from God. So think about the distractions of life while in preparation. So we are on a path to go somewhere, y'all. We are believing in God for this journey, for the things ahead that we don't yet see. And then we veer off to the left because we are distracted by the things that we do see. So just the everyday struggles and stumbles of our life, um, whether that's financial problems, whether that's um, family problems, whatever that looks like, whatever comes knocking on your door that you did not invite, those kind of problems, y'all. So Distractions will come while in the midst of preparation because we are going to say that we are some praying warriors, okay? So the praying doesn't stop. It doesn't cease, okay? So we are distracted in preparation, which then creates the detour. So not only were we supposed to make a right turn up ahead on the left, but we decided to go left completely. And we just out here on our own doing what we think is best because we have lost sight of exactly where God is taking us. And that, my sister, is when the enemy comes in and try to destroy the very distraction, the very detour of your life. Because while we are distracted and while we are detoured, so many things are coming up against us. We have the opportunity, y'all, to lose our faith. We have that one slither of a chance to not believe in the goodness of God because we're so far off, because we are feeling isolated and alone. And so the enemy uses that as his perfect timing to do what he does. And so God brought me to the scripture in Matthew, Matthew twenty two fourteen 14, exactly. It says, "...for many are called, but few are chosen." And I remember when I first started walking with Jesus, this scripture was so heavy on me because I always knew there was a calling on my life. I knew that God had bigger and better things for me, that there was purpose for me in this life and that I knew that all I had to do was follow him and he would direct my steps. But then that second part of this scripture really made me get in my head a lot, like but few are chosen. And I started to question what exactly did that mean? And I wrote here in my notes that if we are not careful, the enemy will use the detours upon our calling because God does call. He calls and equips you to do the absolutely most and with that comes distractions and so the enemy will try to use them to destroy the goodness of God and where he is taking you or worse y'all your faith to believe and so for many are called but few are chosen so think about that destined path that God has for you and you get distracted and you're detouring and you are off path and you stay off path for a good while how is God going to choose whom he called if you're not going in the direction that he's leading you? How is God going to choose whom whom he called. if you're over here to the left doing what you want to do when you want to do it how you want to do it and still expecting God to show up and be God right and so God was just showing me that these are the detours of life I know that I can speak for myself but I've I've dabbled in all three of these detours that I'm about to talk about today that they were disguised in destruction. the enemy used them to try to destroy me he attempted to destroy me thank God for his hand. Of my life because I'm here to testify to you today that he was not successful you know what I'm saying so God highlighted to me three people in the Bible that was distracted these are people whom he called and whom he chose and so again that's why I say that they are just detours y'all they don't completely knock us off path to where we aren't ever capable of getting back on path but they do create the detours to where we have to know and choose better we have to know when we need to repent and turn back to god and so my very first one is david david was distracted by pleasure also known as lust now sis listen let's be real let's be real how many times have we all been distracted by lust by pleasure, by oh, girl, he looks good. He looks fine. You know, we get we get caught up in our feelings. We start catching feelings. We we know we're trying to do right by our bodies and things like that, but we just can't help how we feel, right? Like we we just want what we want. But David was a man after God's own heart. We know this. It did not mean perfection. Hello, like just because. David was a man after God's heart. That doesn't mean he was perfect, whole, sanctified, and had it going on. No, no, it doesn't. And so... You should consider yourself too, says a woman after God's own heart. Does that make you perfect? No, but that means that he is and that his heart is whole and his heart is perfect. And that's what we want. We we want the wholeness of what God has to offer. Because David was hungry for God, he sought after God. He had the passion for spiritual things and he tried to please God despite his failures. I don't know about y'all, but... Oftentimes when I was falling short of the glory and I just could not get outside of myself or out of my head with things, I was still chasing after God. Like I fell multiple times, bumped my head, got bruised up, had a couple of cuts, but I would bandage myself up and keep trucking. I would keep chasing after God because I knew that he is who I wanted and I was willing to keep stumbling you know on this path if that's what it took to get him but the thing is like the bible calls us to die to our flesh so when you're thinking about pleasure and the lust and how that cultivates the ground of feeling and doing and touching and really creating soul ties if you want to take it there those are the things that distracts us from what god has for us we get caught up on a man or we get caught up on a relationship that probably could mean us no good. But because we love them, the loving is good, and this, that, and the third, we stay there, we plant ourselves there, and we become very stagnant in our faith. And we we grow far from God. You know, I I, I do like to think that we can grow close to God, and then we can grow far from God because you don't ever stop growing. You, Your growth may be um, shallow a little bit or it may be stumbled a little bit, but your growth does not stop. And so whether you're growing over that way, away from God, or you're growing close to God and you're allowing God to cultivate your ground is what I'm getting at. And so David was distracted by pleasure. And if you are not familiar with David's story, I want to encourage you to please go get your Bible. Go get what you need to read about David. He has such an amazing life. The highs, the lows, the good, the bad, all of it. And this man whom God called was after his heart. You know, he had all the wisdom and all the spiritual things within him. And God saw that. God saw David's heart. He knew that the pleasure and the lusting and all the the, the downfalls Um, of choices that david made was just temporary that that was not who david was that david was just a broken man in a fallen world and so god knew who david was called to be you know going back to Matthew many are called but few are chosen and so God chose David and God knew that he would keep trying despite his failures that David would keep running and chasing after him that he will repent and turn away does that mean he was perfect and he never committed another sin no it does not it just means that he knew who to run to and he knew to look to those hills because that's where his help was coming from period so that was David, y'all. David was distracted by pleasure, also known as lust. Abraham was distracted by fear and uncertainty, also known as doubt, girl. Let's, let's take a moment of silence for all the times that we was fearful, that we was uncertain, and that where we doubted. And so, God called Abraham the father of many nations. God knew that Abraham would struggle with the call set before him But he knew also that the struggle would produce great growth in faith. Now, if that just didn't encourage you. If that just didn't empower you, if that just didn't make you feel that you are still in the race, <laughs> that should have been your cue to grab that baton and keep running. So how many times have fear rose up in you? How many times have you been in your head or in your thoughts about a lot that you've doubted the plans? And that you doubted the way that God is taking you. That you've doubted the things that He's shown you or told you. That you've doubted your very place of today. That you've doubted the job that He has you. The the school that you're going to. That you've doubted your calling time and time again because of the fear, because of the uncertainty. And I love that it said that Abraham struggled with that. It's a struggle to believe in something you don't see. That is the whole point of faith. Faith in Hebrews 11:1 said that faith is the assurance of the things that we don't yet see. It gives us that confidence that only faith can provide. And so to know that Abraham struggled with that and God still called him the father of many nations and God also knew that he would struggle. You know, and I think we need to accept and realize that God already knows where you're going to fall short. God already knows where you're going to drop the ball, where you're going to stumble, where you're going to fall over, where you're going to get down on your knees and quit. God already knows that. But what he also knows in the same breath is that it's going to produce this, this mighty faith within you. It's going to mature your, your spiritual growth like no other. Why? Because sometimes it takes for God to place us on our knees for us to realize that we need him. That we have to trust in the plans that God has for us and nothing else. We have to look to the hills above all. We have to know that God is God and that he is still good. Please know that your struggles and those stumbles does not come without growth and faith and that there is fruit for your harvest in the midst of the struggles, in the midst of the things that you're uncertain about, in the doubt, and the fear. That's where God comes in at. It's okay to feel those things, sis, but then allow God to breathe his living word over you, speak life into yourself, get in your Bibles, read scripture, play your worship music, really change your mindset to all things good, all things of God, and watch God really do miracle signs and wonders in your life. I can testify that I doubted the path that I was on for a long time, and God was equipping me. Not only to endure what was up ahead, but he was allowing me to grow in the midst of where I thought I was stuck and stagnant. God was allowing me to grow my spiritual muscles. So although my feet was not moving since like your girl was strong, like she was able to carry her cross, her Bible. Her notebook, her highlighters, and her pens, like she has so much going on at that time in her life that I knew that it was nobody but God. So despite the distraction of the fear and the uncertainty, God know. He know where you're going to struggle. He knows the stumbles. He knows everything that's set forth ahead of you. And God is, is looking for that growth and that faith on the other side of your yes. Okay, so don't be discouraged about what you don't yet know or what you don't yet see. That is where faith comes in. That is what we're holding on to. We are walking by that and not by what we see. Okay, so just to run it back, we got David who was distracted by pleasure, also known as lust. And we just talked about our dude Abraham who was distracted by fear and uncertainty, also known as doubt. Okay, so that's two. This last one, I'm coming for all the mothers, sisters, daughters, wives, <laughs> boss babes, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, small business owners, whatever that looks like. Stay at home moms. I'm coming for y'all, for all of us. Me, you, her, them, all of us collectively, okay? The last person we're going to talk about is Moses. Yes, Moses. Moses was distracted by what? you said it frustration also known as overwhelm now moses was an intercessor and i don't know if y'all been prophesied to or if you've been in a room with an intercessor but that takes a lot out of one person when god is using you as the living vessel to not only speak to his people and move in rooms where god is present an intercessor is not only depleted most of the time because they're pouring out so much but they're needing to be filled back up a lot and so god gave moses a job and his job was full of difficulties and challenges okay moses had a big big job and for all of us who are feeling like we got the world on our shoulders you have to know that Moses never hid his emotions and he questioned God. God called Moses to this job. He knew that he would be emotional. He knew he would be frustrated. He knew that he would say, this is too much. I don't understand. Where are you taking me? Why are you taking me? And God knew that with this was going to come spiritual growth. With all of this, Moses knew who to call on, whether it was in doubt, whether it was in question, Moses knew who to turn to. And I think a lot of us miss this when we are faced with so much difficulty in our life, is that we we forget who to turn to. We forget where our help comes from. And so when we are feeling overwhelmed, when we are frustrated with today's to-do list, with this week's workload, whatever we got going on, we don't turn to God enough. And so I believe that Moses was a good example of this. He was an intercessor for a lot of people for a long, long time. And so who are we to complain about the small things? You know what I'm saying? And it may be small to me, and it may be small to somebody else and maybe to you it's not so small. But at the end of the day, sis, like I'm not saying that you're not supposed to ever complain, that you're not ever supposed to be frustrated or overwhelmed because I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I work, I'm trying to grow and my purpose and really fulfill God's plans and ministry on my life and I know it can be a lot sometimes but I don't ever get it twisted and forget where my help comes from I don't ever forsake God and abandon him and just leave him high and dry and try to go figure it out on my own no I'm not doing it not now not never and so that confidence just comes from me knowing that God is still God and that he is ruler over my life. And I know that everything comes from above and that there is nothing on my path that he has not seen nor heard. And so it gives me The assurance that it is still Good and that God is going to work this right On out and it's okay for me to show My emotion God can handle my emotion It's okay for me to question and be In doubt God understands that Too because it's all about relationship If you have not picked Up on why I chose these Three men is that they all had a Very distinctive Relationship with God and they all Were set apart they were all Called and chosen by God And God knew their hearts despite What their past looked like, despite what their journeys looked like, God knew them, He knew them by name, and there was nothing in their hearts that said otherwise. And so, I just want to encourage you on this episode, sis, that the detours of life are disguised in distraction, and the enemy will use them to try to destroy you. Period. But you have to know that who you are, called to be in this world, child of God, daughter of God, God knows your heart. He can handle everything that comes your way. He knows your struggles, sis. Like God knows that despite what you've done in your past and how you may have failed him in your eyes, he is still calling you. You are chosen for this message right now to really consider the detours of life that, you know, am I distracted by lust? Am I doubting the very things that God has for me? Am I frustrated? Am I overwhelmed? Am I bottled up with questions and emotions because I don't think God will be pleased with how I really feel sis. he already know that's number one but just know that he wants that relationship with you for you to be able to come to him and all of you naked before him and transparent God can use that he he knows that that's already in the works for you he knows that that's the plan but he wants you to be real with you and he wants you to identify him in your life as he see it and so, just to recap, this y'all, we are talking about the detours of life. We talked about David, we talked about Abraham, and we talked about Moses. For Bible reference, we were in Matthew twenty two fourteen. For many are called, but few are chosen. The enemy will use the detours upon your calling as distractions, and will try to use them to destroy the goodness of God and where He is taking you, or worse is. He will destroy your faith to believe in the good. So I want you to be encouraged that the detours of life does not put you out the game, sis. Like you can still run your race, but just know when you need to be called out on your stuff. Know that when the detours happen and the distractions come about, that you turn to the hills and you look back to God to where your help comes from because he's waiting you know, with open arms to embrace you, to love you, to forgive you, to love on you and make you Feel love. So until next time, girlfriend. Hello!